Good morning <laughs> and welcome to me rambling on about the event I just did. Um, the Kerryway Ultra Night, which is 101 kilometers on the website and about 103 kilometers in reality. Well, probably more considering I got lost. But um, where to begin? I kind of had this notion, I thought about this when I was running, that if only men did this event, now I, I only did a half distance, 101, so bear with me, but I suppose afterwards and halfway through, it, it kind of dawned on me that it was, it's the, if men, if, if men only did this event, and maybe there's, uh, a female competitor out there that can speak to this, but that it kind of is like childbirth in the sense that when you're going through it, and I know for me anyway, and a couple of people I spoke through, that it's like you tell yourself that I just need to get through this and I'm never going to do this again, that this is horrendous. And then afterwards, even after a couple of hours sleep, you forget how horrendous it was. Like, I, I know it was horrendous, but I can't remember exactly why. Now, for me, personally, my feet are in a black knot. They're in bits. My stomach was in a bad way, and I have some sunburn because of the the amazing conditions we got in the last... Um, from the 77 kilometer mark for me anyway personally and I was very slow I was did I was doing okay for the first 40k my stomach was starting to get at me a little bit then my feet were sore especially after 21k when while trying to maintain balance on unbelievable muddy conditions I my calf, my right calf did something funny, kind of twinged and I thought, oh. and I immediately jammed my running poles into the ground. But when I did that, I swung my left foot and toe bogged a massive rock and broke my toe. And that was fine. It's not a big deal for any anybody out there that knows. They'll know that what, what generally happens in that situation is your toe swells up. And it goes numb. So it's not a big deal. It's fine. It's actually not really that sore now. If I if I tip that and off it, it hurts. But in general, it's not. Once it's not loaded, it's not massively sore. Um, twenty In around the 26k mark, I was a bit tired and jaded. My stomach was a little bit at me. Um, I think it was around 26. That could be wrong now. My recollection is quite poor, which is another interesting like timeline recollection rec is is quite poor but i fell in i came around a, I came around a bridge thing onto a single track and it was slippery as fuck and i lost my footing and i kind of jumped but i jumped into what was a plunge pool in a river went up to nearly my waist and it was amazing 
oh my god it it gave me like a second wind no and genuinely it was amazing and absolutely it gave me a second wind so that was great um headed on when i got to the 62k mark i was in a bad place with my stomach my stomach was was really had been been at me and i couldn't keep it down i was not getting sick at the time but i was very I, I couldn't take anything. Anything I tried to eat would make me almost vomit every single time. So I was okay in the sense that I could drink some electrolytes and stuff. I was getting away with that. It was irritating my stomach, but I was getting away with it. And I and my feet were in a in in a bad place. Then I, my my heels were covered in blisters. I had trench foot at that stage. I wasn't that bad, but. Uh, it wasn't great, and then obviously the toe, and I think, to be honest, the more I changed my socks and looked at the toe, the more it got into my head. I rang home at sixty-two k. I was sitting there outside what what I think is a old church that maybe someone lives in i'm not sure i was sitting on the garden furniture anyway everyone was doing it so it wasn't a big deal they didn't seem to have a problem with it. well nobody came out saying get off my furniture uh, but i'm just guessing that it wasn't a usable church or and maybe if anybody's listening to this they can you know give me a shout and call me a fucking idiot but and i rang home and i was like i think i'm gonna pull the plug here i'm in a bad way which is to be expected to be honest didn't give this race the appreciation or the effort as in training was it deserves I didn't overthink it which is the case for most of the things I've ever done I know I have the ability to break myself I'm a really good idiot I can push myself through awful awful things And I can hurt myself and be fine by hurting myself. So I know I can do that. But I don't consider myself to be a runner. I don't consider myself to be anything, if I'm honest. All the events I've ever done, really, have been to fortify my personal belief that I'm tough. I think I've come to that epiphany this weekend while taking on this race. That, you know, people ask it, like, why do you do these things? Or, like, you know, you have a chip on your shoulder or, you know, there's something wrong with you. Like, you're missing something or what's your, like, and I, oh, I'd never really thought about it before. But it kind of jumped into my head um, while I was three quarters of the way doing this or whatever. And chatting to some of the competitors along the way I was amazing. Like shout out to anybody that has done that has done or did this race at the weekend that might listen to this. Thanks to every single one of you. Thank you to the to each and every competitor when I was struggling to had a chat. Or just the guys that we wandered along together for a few kilometers and had a really amazing chat. I got to know these people. I gotta be honest, I can't remember anybody's name. I'll probably never see most of these people again. But 
I have overwhelmed respect and appreciation for each and every person that I spoke to. And all the competitors that even, like, there was a guy, I think he was in the ultra, 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 the 200, and he passed me before the 40k mark. My, I think it was around around 40k mark. But before, between the first transition and the second transition, I can't remember the name of the different transitions, so I'm sorry. But my torch was going dead on my head. And about 20 minutes beforehand, I came across a guy called Jer, who said to me, oh, you going ahead? Uh, my torch isn't working. He was an old guy. I heard afterwards, I heard somebody talking about the guy. He was 66. He'd done, I think he was doing the 200. I could be wrong with that, but I'm nearly sure he was. And he... His torch was dead and he had no spare batteries. Now, I had spare batteries, but I knew that they weren't great. But I had a little pen torch that was a great little torch because I heard Owen Keats uh, or someone talking about Owen Keats, the fact that he always brings a, a, a normal handheld torch. So I had a tiny little uh, single AAA, uh, really powerful torch. And then I had a little back flashlight torch thing on the back of my that clips onto that I, I clip onto the back of my head torch but it has a decent enough he- light on it I used it in Spain when my torch went dead last year so I gave him both of those so I didn't have any spare so then this guy came along and he says to me he was I think he was Spanish he was dead he was foreign of some description and he said hey your your battery your torch your batteries you need batteries and I was like oh no it's okay thanks very much um I'll manage I'll manage the torch is really dull and he and he was running, he was he was he was kicking on like and he was like, No, 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 I give you I give you batteries and he stopped. The dude stopped, rumbled through his bag for a couple of minutes and handed me he said, Oh triple A, triple A I was like, Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah and he gave me these batteries and amazing. Like the people that do these things. It reminds me of the race that I did in Donegal. When I first did the race in twenty fifteen which again, I had no business being there at that time. I didn't finish. I missed the cutoff. I didn't make it to the third, to the to the middle of the race. That I wasn't going to make the cutoff for the middle of the race. But everybody that took part in that race that year, I still have some contact with. They were the nicest people, the most genuine. They would give you, like, if they had a spare anything, they would just give it to you. You didn't have to ask. You were being offered. And that's the type of person or the type of people that that definitely the carry way attracts. But I think ultra running in general, and again, I don't consider myself to be an ultra runner. I don't take part in the inner races. I am a, an introvert, so I'm uncomfortable putting myself out there like that. It's easy to talk to a, to a machine and a microphone. But... I couldn't have got through that race at the weekend without the people I met and the people I spoke to. The the organizers, um, Shawnee, who seemed to turn up every time I was in a bit of a hole and I had a quick chat with him and he pepped me up just by chatting to me. Not by trying to pep me up, but just by chatting to me. Absolutely amazing guy. And the work that he's done on this race is really standout. Like, he's so smart. He's such a, a good, good dude. 
the race director, lovely woman, Eileen, and just everybody. The, the, the people that were working the transitions, this, the, the volunteers were amazing. The support crews that were working for the runners, especially those elite guys, or not even the elite guys, just the guys that were working with teams, those teams were so good to me. Especially on that last section. So when we got to Ken Mir at a 77k mark or something like that. I was really in a bad place. My feet were absolutely in bits. I had now got like little mini, hundreds of little mini craters where the trench foot had gotten bad. And my feet were in agony. My stomach was KO'd. I was, I came I nearly got sick two or three times sitting in that transition and they were so good to me like um shout out to Jared Pender Gast's wife for give, for like dumping all her stuff and giving me one of their Ziploc bags to get sick in. The people in the transition there give me ice. I, I don't know anyone's name and I'm sorry. One of the coaches from Inner Fire Ireland who was there waiting for one of his runners who had a look at my feet and said, you know, I've seen worse, you'll be fine. Um, and I had a, some chats to me and I met him and he showed me where the tr- where the transition was because I was a bit confused when I came to the crossroads. So thanks very much to, for, for those guys. So I headed on up the hill then to the last section. And that was just... The last 25 kilometers were complete and utter torture. My feet were broken. I could no longer keep anything down, nothing at all. I was getting sick foam. That's what. That's all that was coming out of me at the end. I was burning under the sun. And every single river or stream or anything I could find, I was absolutely... I would take off my buff around my neck because I was trying to stop my neck from getting burned. I'd take my hat off. I would soak them. Not ideal to wear a black hat in scorching temperatures with no cloud cover and no trees for anywhere to be seen to hide behind so i continuously continuously would soak myself i would start reaching every so often but there was nothing in there to get sick there was a couple of tourists up there hiking americans and they were asking you know do you want us to call somebody do you need help and i was like no 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 i'm just gonna get this done i'm just gonna get this done got down over the top of the mountain and into the valley to head off on the last section to the finish i think it was about eight kilometers i came across shawnee again Gave me a strawberry. Dude's awesome. Had a little chat with him. He said, you've got it done. You've got it in the bag. Keep going. And then I struggled on to the finish. Um, Without having the running poles, I don't think I could have finished, to be honest. So shout out to Ian Lawton from the Workshed podcast, who has done these this race a couple of times different capacities and has used poles quite a bit and made the recommendation of me using poles i've seen a lot of people using poles i wasn't really sure i reached out to him and asked him you know what's the crack with poles Uh, and he gave me the lowdown so i couldn't have finished the last 25k without poles i was so broken i sit here today with no doms my feet are fucked fucked my whole soles are blisters my toes broken but other than that i got some sore traps from using the poles 
But other than that, I don't have any issues. Which means that I got my strength and conditioning right. I need to work more going forward on my ability to run at pace for long long distances if I plan on doing more. And this in law is the next or where I'm getting to with regards to ultra running or endurance events are like pregnancy. Because I don't remember being I, I don't remember the feeling or how I felt when I was struggling. And I do remember struggling. But I don't have any emotion attached to it. I'm not really sure what way to, to put that out there. Because I always have this... I, and I remember doing it in so many races. When I did the half Ironman in 2015. When I did the race in 2018 and completed it. And I said to myself... You kind of strike this bargain with yourself. You say... Well for me anyway. And I do know I've heard other people say this. That I'm just going to do this and then that's it. This is the last time. I'm never doing this again. And you kind of walk through the scenario about how that plays out. And I've done it a lot of times in a lot of different events. And nearly always, the two to three days later, I'm going, oh, what's next? You know, what's next? I've done this now. What's next? What else can I do? And that's how I feel right now. Now, I did plan on doing an, a, a challenge in October and I... It was abroad and I have played for my initial flight out. But I haven't booked any accommodation or anything. So I'm not sure if I'm still going to go ahead with that. I haven't really decided. I think if I do that event or that challenge. That how I do that challenge is going to change. Because I know now that the distances I was hoping to do per day are not realistic I don't think. I don't know that my body feet wise and that can deal with that i have in the background here i'm just i have the the day playing over on youtube i have it muted and i'm just kind of watching what's going on and it's interesting to see all the different faces that i recognize from the event while they passed me or while i was chatting to them but everybody said good job and keep going and whether that be the 200ers or the eventually the, the the guys in my race that passed me or even the 60 kers that started at 9 a.m the next day everybody was so supportive everybody was so enthusiastic and everybody was so nice and so humble and so genuine and it's such a breath of fresh air when you do something like that i've done the odd triathlon and you don't get that camaraderie from strangers like you do with the likes of the race and um this carry away uh, and the, the the ultra marathon we did in spain and and the other ultras i've done like uh, i've been fortunate enough i i got into the art o'neill three times and uh, and it's like that with everybody that does that race there's a, there's a great sense of camaraderie and like are you okay kind of and the adventure races all are like that as well well when i used to do them i haven't done them I haven't competed one in a long time. Competed in one in a long time, taking part. I won't say compete. I'm not. I don't. I'm not even. I used to say I'm a competitor. I don't even consider myself as a competitor unless you're a competitor. If you compete against solely yourself, because I'm not competing against anyone else. I'm just out there to experience this life changing event. I suppose. I've said in the past, and I'll say it again, that I'm happy enough 
we're finishing these things and being able to move around the next day yeah my feet are in bits but I'm not injured I don't have any doms my feet are my only issue now I know my stomach was an issue and that's it's always been the case for me other than 2015 the Ironman and 2018 the race which I never had an issue with my stomach on those two events and I've played that back a million times and I, and I don't I don't know I don't know what changed or why that just worked out for me those days because I mean the race is 250 kilometers a multi-discipline event across some really tough hilly terrain especially on that bike but yeah so I just want to say a massive thank you to everybody who took part in that event and made that and those who organized that event made that such a special special event I didn't take any video really no I didn't take any video other than the start line I just wanted to focus on what I was doing so there's no real pictures there's no real video other than maybe the, the odd little tiny interview that, that I got with Shani. That one specific one where I was he was in shock when I said uh, my feet are a bit bollocks. But a great guy, a great guy. Um So I may be thinking that if I might get So here here's my thing. We're working on the house. We have this house that we're gonna be working on for a very long time. I have a job I'm very happy with. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to turn this podcast into anything more than an excuse to interview people that I find extremely interesting. So I am happy with just finishing, like I said. I'm happy with finishing and not being broke up for three or four days afterwards with serious doms. I want to complete each challenge. I want to lead by example to my kids. Which is what the 62k mark phone call home really reiterated for me. Because I am someone, I always tell our kids, Sherry's never quit. And when I said my, my wife was in bed, I rang home, video called home on WhatsApp. My youngest daughter was in bed with her and popped her head into the video and I said I'm thinking about tapping out and and my the look um when I seen my youngest daughter there looking at me I was like oh yeah this is this is the reason why we don't do that this is the reason why we don't quit it's because we are if we can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink but if you set a precedent and lead by example, I think that rubs in better than anything else. And if that's all you can do, I think that's a great way to show how to do things. If you scream and shout at somebody and tell them, do this, do this, do this. Me personally, I am go the opposite way automatically I'm like nah fuck that shit so yeah anywho if I can balance it and it doesn't affect my my 
family life balance in any way, shape or form. I train in the mornings before everybody gets up. So I'm always present. And then if I do train in the evenings, if I'm not working, I train when everybody's in bed. I try and find the hours where nobody needs me to be there. Because I think, because that's important to me. My time with my family is important to me. And my time with them is important to them, especially when they're young. So striking that balance is really important to me. Like I said, I'm not trying to achieve anything other than the opportunity maybe to interview some really interesting people from, from making these little podcasts. I deleted all the previous ones because I so I do feel like a fraud quite a lot. I do struggle with my own self-worth. And I become really insecure about a lot of the stuff I do. And I know where that comes from, but that's another... That's I, I still like to keep shit to myself. Anywho, I'm going to see about taking a coach. Or I'm going to talk to maybe a couple of guys who are coaches. And see, is there some way that they can give me programming whereby I don't have to run with their groups. I can do it on my own. And I can do it a picky choosy kind of way that will help me enough to get me to be able to complete the 200 (laughs) that's been my rant Kerry Way Ultra 101 kilometers of mud like super glue mountains like Everest or hills like Everest or something to that effect and hardness toughness that require pure pig stubborn ignorance (laughs) and I think I got that abundance thanks very much for listening If you enjoy this rant, please like and subscribe. Thanks very much.